Welcome back, everybody, to the Decal Download Podcast, your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. Here with Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Brett Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Well, meeting the child care and early education needs of Georgia's children and their families is a big responsibility for one state agency. That's why at DECAL, we so appreciate the early childhood advocates we work with on a daily basis. One of those advocates that helps us enhance early care and education for children and their families is quality care for children. They've been operating since 1979 with offices in Atlanta, Athens, and Cartersville, a team of over 100 people and a budget of $15 million. And Commissioner, today we're excited to talk with their new president and CEO. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from Ellen Cochran and her new role. Uh, She has been a a friend and partner of DECALS for a very long time in different uh, roles, but now she's the new president and CEO of, of Quality Care for Children, and we're excited to hear from her today in this new role. Fairly new. I mean, she's been there a little bit. About a year. <laughs> okay, yeah, coming year. up on a one-year anniversary, okay. believe it or not. I think um, I get to keep saying new until yeah. at least April. Use it as long as you can. So thank you both say. for having me today. I'm excited about it. Oh, we love having you. We love Quality Care for Children. We've uh, known the team there for quite a while and uh, enjoy working with you guys on a on a daily basis. And it is funny. Time flies when you're having fun and starting in a new role because uh, we're saying new president and CEO, but Ellen has been here for one year. We're coming up on a one year anniversary uh, in April. And um, you followed Pam Tatum, who is widely known after working with QCC for 30 years. What was that like following someone like Pam? Boy, so, you know, everyone in the early childhood community in Georgia and even across the country knows and respects Pam Tatum. And I am certainly one of those folks. Um, You know, I had been a long admirer of the way that Pam championed the early learning community providers and families. Um, And Pam was a great leader. But one of the things that great leaders do is surround themselves by great teams, by other great leaders. And so coming into QCC, I already knew that Pam had built a great team of folks who were connected to the community, who had expertise in early childhood, and who were passionate about the work that they were doing. So while it is hard to step into the big shoes of Pam Tatum, uh, she made it easy by surrounding me by some incredible people to work with every day. Are we, uh, how's she doing on retirement? Is she being true to it or knowing Pam, she's involved in something right now? You're right. I think Pam <laughs> and I must text regularly, you know, <laughs> not only about the work, but just about all the things that she's trying to do. Uh, uh, so I would say retirement is probably not a word that Pam has embraced all the way yet. Uh, but I'm grateful that she's still so connected to uh, the early childhood community. And I hope she will continue to be a great resource to both me and a lot of partners here in Georgia and around the country. Well, you are QCC's fourth president and CEO, but of course, you're no stranger to early childhood education and care coming from the United Way. And I think I met you when you were at Gears. So tell us about that role and how it prepared you for this new role. Yeah, so I have been in Georgia. I'm coming on 11 years here uh, in Georgia, starting at Gears. And before I came to Quality Care for Children, I was the Associate Vice President for Early Learning and Development at the United Way of Greater Atlanta. So in that role, I was able to 
um, really work with partners from across the region to invest in both uh, providers and agencies that are doing great work in the early childhood system, zero to eight, uh, throughout the state. Um, and, you know, part of what that role really allowed me to do was work with both providers and with our state partners and state leaders to really give me an understanding of all the players, uh, all the roles, and some of the gaps that we have in Georgia that we continue to look to address through um, through partnership work and bringing that into this space and sort of knowing already the great work that's happening in Georgia and how to connect to it and how to work with partners has been a real value add to me. Well, what attracted you to the work at QCC? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that QCC has always done really well is relationships. Um, not only did Pam have those relationships, but the entire agency from our TA staff to our senior leadership. So, you know, QCC has just done a great job of connecting to communities and raising it up so that we can inform our state partners, uh, our, our advocacy partners about the experiences that children and families are having. So being able to come into a space that I know is grounded in advocacy and support that considers the experience happening every day on the ground was something that I wanted to be a part of. So that is what kind of drove me to wanting to come to QCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ellen, when we talk about our partnership with Quality Care for Children, there are really so many places we could start this conversation, but I guess people might be most familiar with your role in helping families find child care. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so we are blessed through our partnership to have our 877 All GA Kids Call Center. And um, you know, last year we provided over 5,500 free referrals to parents who were looking for childcare or after school or summer camps here in Georgia. We also, uh, you know, have a community team that's out in the community, really connecting with parents, first time parents, making sure they understand about quality, where to find it in their communities. Um, and that has been you know, a big piece of our work, because that's how we hear from families about where they're having challenges finding care and how we can address that. It also talks about the affordability of care, Reg. And, you know, one of the things that we try to do is say, hey, we want you to find affordable child care in your communities, quality care. Um, when families come to us and say that that is a burden for them, we try and connect them with resources. So, you know, the first thing we do is work with your team around connecting families that might be eligible to the CAPS uh, subsidy. Um, if they're not for one reason or another, but still having that burden, we try to come in and raise funds through local municipalities or through philanthropy dollars to provide scholarships. Um, our boost scholarships, you know, in 2022, in this last year, we provided 470 children with one-year scholarships throughout the state. Um, and we provided another 354 families with emergency child care, meaning that those families may not need a year of support in accessing care, but just a short time in terms of securing employment or until their eligible eligibility comes through for uh, state resources, for mm -hmm. example. So there is financial assistance available through QCC. Yes, I wish we had more. Uh, it really depends on the communities and what we've been able to raise in particular communities. So we're always reaching out to our philanthropic partners. And like I said, local municipalities around investing in scholarships uh, and access where we can do it. 
Mm -hmm. It's great to know you guys are there because, as you know, as a state agency, we're limited in what we can do in terms of just fundraising. We kind of do that through our foundation um, and to some extent, and there's limits there as well, but it's great to have you guys helping uh, in that way. One of our current projects uh, that we're working on together is a multimedia campaign to help families across the state find summer camp programs uh, to fit their needs with all the options available to families uh, every summer, along with ongoing COVID safety concerns. It isn't always easy to know how to evaluate camps. So uh, what are we doing to help in that area? So one of the things we're doing is making sure that all of our data is up to date on what kinds of camps are available throughout the state, working with your team and our team or calling out to providers to try to update our database. We have over 3,700 summer camps that are available and we, we make that connection when families call 877-ALL-GA-KIDS or through the website uh, or through our community events to make sure that they're aware of what summer camps might be available to them. We've also put together with you all a checklist, um, sort of walking through what should I look for in my providers? What are for my summer camp providers? Mm -hmm. um, what kinds of things should I be asking or thinking about as I enroll my kid in summer camp? And what resources might be available to me if affordability is a challenge? Um, so we try to do that. We also have been working with y'all to make sure that the, the news is out there, um, that we have ads and communities talking about how folks can find summer camp care. Um, and so hoping that we're able to connect families to quality care, to uh, affordable care in their communities. And, and let me ask, if someone calls the number 877-ALL-GA-KIDS, uh, the person who answers the phone is prepared to respond to all of these questions. That's a lot of content and information. I, you know, they are, like I said, QCC's team is incredible. Uh, <laughs> and so, yes, those specialists are available to answer questions to, you know, I always say if they don't know the answer, they're going to try and help you find it. Um, we have both English and Spanish speaking staff that's able to, to handle referrals through our referral specialists. And those same folks are out at community events. So if you you know, if we have parents who are listening that are looking to access care, give us a call. Look to see when we're going to be at a community event near you. Um, and please, you know, providers who are listening, if you're not one of those ones that is offering summer camp, uh, connect your families to us so we can make sure that their kids are in safe, uh, enriching camps this summer. Right. Absolutely. Those ads, by the way, will appear on the websites of newspapers and magazines in Atlanta and uh, throughout Georgia as well as at WSB.com and V103FM, as well as the DECAL and Quality Care for Children social media channels. So, uh, Commissioner, they can be looking for that. If they want to know about summer camps, well, it'll be and now, here before you know. You know. It's only, what, March, but you're right. Parents Close. definitely got to start looking. For this is the camps. time. Those lines yeah. start forming early. So <laughs> That's right. I know. I know I've already got mine enrolled in summer camps. In exactly. Few, so uh, happy to help those that are looking. That's right. Well, this year, Quality Rated celebrates uh, a big milestone, its 10th anniversary, and QCC has been involved uh, in many ways from the beginning. But tell us specifically how QCC has been involved in Quality Rated. We have been uh, a huge fan of Quality Rated and are so excited to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of our Quality Rated Improvement System. Um, we uh, work with providers in over half the state as the child care resource and referral, which means that we are working with providers who are trying to obtain or re get reassessed for their quality rated status. Uh, just last year, we had uh, over 500 centers 
that received a a, a one, two, or three-star rating um, following our support and coaching. We did uh, over 7,000 coaching visits to providers throughout the state of Georgia. Um, and of those, 90% of them maintained or increased their quality rating. Um, and so we are just so excited to continue to see more and more providers get, maintain, and grow in their quality in the year ahead. And I know you also offer in-person and online training for child care professionals and those individuals looking for their CDA credential. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we, you know, one of the things that we can talk about a lot right now is workforce and what does that pipeline look like in early childhood. And so we do offer CDA training that we've been offering for years. Uh, we used to do it mostly in person. And we have found that in the last year, we have more than doubled, actually tripled the amount of CDA courses we've been able to offer by doing virtual CDA courses. Um, we do a lot of professional development that we've been able to switch into virtual space to allow more folks to access it. Um, and it's been really successful. Just last year, we did six CDA training courses. Um, which is really helping to build that workforce pipeline and get more folks into the early learning community and into those jobs. Mm -hmm. I think we learned from the pandemic that some of the things that we kind of shifted into work on an ongoing basis. And so we decided to kind of stick with it for yeah. a little while. So not everything, this is glass half full. <laughs> yeah, Not all of that was bad. So that's good. Yeah, well, we've learned ways that we can continue to support our providers, you know, during the pandemic, how can we support them in a way that works best for them? So we make sure more and more folks are able to attend those professional development trainings. You know, just just last year, we did uh, like 335 different professional development classes. A lot of those were virtual. Hmm. Um, and that's something that we see continuing to go into the year, a little bit of a hybrid now, offering those that want it in person and those that want to do virtual. Hmm. Well, we all know how challenging owning and operating a quality child care program can be, especially if you're a smaller provider with fewer people to assist you. And that's where QCC Works comes in for sustainable quality childcare anywhere in the state. Tell us a little bit more about that and what's included in this suite of programs, tools, and resources. Sure. So, yeah, we know that operating a childcare program is incredibly rewarding, but it's also challenging. And we're here to help make that a little bit easier and more profitable. You know, uh, we want to make sure that providers. Uh, are able to maximize their quality and put that revenue where it needs to be for their sites, whether it be into classroom materials or into their staff. Um, so we do statewide trainings uh, that we offer uh, throughout the entire year, making sure that folks are covering topics around uh, finances, human resources, and marketing. In fact, we have an upcoming training on development and expansion that will be March 11th for folks that would like to learn more. We also have our provider resource hub that we've done in partnership with you all. Uh, we have over 2,400 members on that provider resource hub. And the provider resource hub is free to any provider in the state. Um, the provider resource hub includes job boards, templates, hiring tools, administrative resources, um, family child care toolkits, and it also includes discounts on goods and services. And this is just one way that we're able to not only provide resources that providers need, um, but also connect them to services that might help them increase their revenue to, like I said earlier, invest it where they know they need to for their quality. Um, you know, we also are, you know, going into sites to do business coaching and automation. 
one of the things that we know is that so many folks get into early childhood because they are passionate about early learning, they are educators, not as many folks go into it knowing how to run a small business. Um, and so we come in with our staff, Both we have both English and Spanish speaking coaches who are going into over 200 sites. Um, 80 of those are family childcare uh, sites this year, providing them the resources and training to automate their books, uh, to communicate with parents through marketing strategies in a way that streamlines their jobs so they can spend more time in the classroom doing what they love. Well, you also play a role in our nutrition program here in Georgia. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we are uh, one of the largest food sponsors here in the state, um, which is just an incredible piece to me around quality. And we talk so much about the work that we do in quality, quality meals is a big piece of that. Um, so thanks to the Child and Adult Care Food Program, um, we're able to work with over 600 programs. Some of those are family child care, some are centers, some are after school programs, providing 5,000 children a day with healthy meals and snacks. Um, you know, we recently talked about the CDC study of uh, the access of healthy foods for children. A lot of children are choosing or using sweet drinks or uh, juices as a substitute for fruits and vegetables. So we are in there making sure that kids not only have access, but that they're choosing those fruits and vegetables on their plates. Um, we are working with you all through some really exciting work in early childhood farm to table work here in Georgia. Um, we've worked directly with 56 programs providing over $160,000 in mini grants, um, helping them serve locally grown foods, implementing food-based learning programs in the classroom, and building gardens in those sites. We have also started doing some regional activity that uh, we have talked about and highlighted around the work in Augusta, which is working with family child care providers through our new DECAL Community Transformation Grant um, and leading cooking classes in Clayton County for those providers to really be able to implement healthy foods into the classroom. Wow. I mean, I'm sitting here listening and you're involved in nutrition. You're involved in helping families find childcare, summer camps. Um, you're working with quality rated on the provider side, trying to get them ready and helping them and assisting. And then I hear you have some role in our early Head Start program. How, do, how does that fit in? Yeah. So we work with you all to make sure that quality is available in every setting. Um, and through the Early Head Start program, we've been able to work with family child care providers um, to make sure that children who are Early Head Start eligible can also access care through family child care. I mean, that's just been an incredible partnership, meaning that we have 48 children who are in eight different family child care providers who receive those wonderful wraparound and supportive comprehensive services that early Head Start children need that we'd love to see in every setting, which includes, you know, health and develop health and nutrition services, mental health services, um, and family engagement practices. And so we're excited to be able to support that partnership, particularly with family child care providers in Georgia. QCC also offers helpful tips for parents through Georgia Parent 
texting. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, our Georgia Parent Power Tech Service provides parents with two to four tips each month around topics like early childhood development, learning, nutrition, self-care, creating relationships with your child and their caretakers, and so much more. Um, In addition to the text tips, families can find at least two blog posts on our website each month that expands on the tips. Uh, Last year, we launched our Georgia Parent Power webinars, uh, which discusses issues with parents bringing in experts so that parents can hear from them on kind of a regular basis. So to sign up to learn more about, to get those texts and to learn about webinars and opportunities, parents can, uh, all they have to do is text CARE, C-A-R-E, to 877-255-4254. So Ellen, tell us about your personal life. What do you like to do when you're away from QCC and um, staying busy with other things? Well, you know, as a parent of children, uh, as I mentioned earlier, already rolling in summer camp, I feel like I spend most of my personal time making sure that my children are getting from one activity to another or home from one activity or another or attending ballet recitals or band band concerts. I have a uh, 11 year old and a 15 year old myself at home. Uh, When I get some downtime, I will say right now, one of my guilty pleasures is I do the Wordle every Mm. day. And I- Oh yeah, y'all Wordle fans? My wife does. And she asked me- Terrible at Wordle. Yeah. (laughs) I'm horrible too, but it's like she asked me, okay, I've got these letters. What do you think? And now I'm involved. So yeah. Yeah. It can be a group. Well, so I actually texted every day to my mother who is back in the Midwest and my husband, but I will say he's about to get kicked off because he keeps beating us. And I think we've decided that it's a little demotivating to have him uh, on that chain. So uh, we'll see if I continue to keep it up or it's just going to be my mom and I moving forward. <laughs> so in your personal life, you're providing quality care for your own children. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I try, you know, mm-hmm. I tried. So. We do the best we can. We're mostly uh, Uber drivers, right, Ellen? Our kids are yeah. about the same age, so yeah. I feel your pain on that. Mostly I, Uber drivers at this point. Yeah. I said <laughs> to somebody, I have a car office hours uh, one night <laughs> of the week when ballet is happening, where I'm the carpool driver from five to seven. So I sit outside on the Wi-Fi uh, outside of the... Now, I should probably do something better, like take a walk, but... Uh... Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need little signs, those little lit signs that Uber and Lyft yeah. have. We need those yeah. for, for moms and mom yeah. Uber, mom Lyft, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, Ellen, thank you so much for sharing so much about uh, QCC. Tell our listeners where they can go for more information on quality care for children. Sure. You can go to our website, um, www.qualitycareforchildren.org to find more about all these great programs that we do in partnership with with you all um, and other services that we're providing throughout the state. So we are so grateful for our partnership with you and for all the the partners who invest in us and for the providers who trust in us um, and work with us every day. All right. Well, Ellen, it's been great talking with you. As we've mentioned, we knew Ellen at Gears. We knew Ellen at United Way of Greater Atlanta. And now you know her 
at Quality Care for Children. And uh, happy anniversary coming up in April. That's great. Thank you, Reg. And thank you, Commissioner. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take off the new in May. So I'll, okay. I'll hold on till then. So thank <laughs> okay. I think that's fair. Thanks again. We uh, really appreciate everything you guys do uh, with us and for us and uh, look forward to uh, a continued uh, strong relationship. Thank you both very much. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, I'm Latasha Stevens, and I work in CAPS Family Support here in Cumming, Georgia. My question for the commissioner is, what person, past or present, would you like to spend the day with and why? Uh, well, Latasha, how you doing? Thank you for the question. I think that might be the first time I've gotten this question in all the questions that we've done mm-hmm. since the beginning of the podcast. So that's a good one. Right. Gosh, there's so many people, um, and I don't know why this person came to mind, but I would love to sit down with Margaret Thatcher. Nice. <laughs> I know that's random, but anything, you know, Great Britain and the monarchy and the parliament and her being a female prime minister and working with Ronald Reagan, I think she was a really strong leader that um, said what she meant and didn't worry about whose feelings she hurt. Um, and I think that would be interesting to talk to her about just kind of her leadership style and her experience as the female prime minister gosh, what was that, 80s and 90s, which Mm -hmm. the last one I think they've had in a really long time. That'd be interesting to me. Last one they've had that... Nerd. Yeah, no, that's. I think it's a great answer. Um, Last one they had that stuck around for a while because they've been going through them. A little (laughs) bit of turnover, yeah. Just a little bit of change in Great Britain right (laughs) now. So I guess a a good answer for that, you know, people are looking for strong leaders. I guess Weird Al Yankovic wouldn't be the the answer that you would... (laughs) No, I don't think so. I'll pass on that one. (laughs) Probably not the best answer. Uh, But yeah, that's great. Good question. Time for the decal download quiz. Your chance at winning a nice prize Uh, after listening to the podcast today. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. Where did Ellen Cochran work prior to joining Quality Care for Children. Where did Ellen Cochran work prior to joining Quality Care for Children? Answer that correctly. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers, and you could walk away with a nice prize from Chick-fil-A, Fun Spot America, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, Lakeshore Learning Materials, The School Box, Waffle House, and the World of Coca-Cola Museum. Once again, where did Ellen Cochran work prior to joining Quality Care for Children? The address is decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. You could be a winner. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences in partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.